Welcome to Rams Up, your weekly L.A. Rams podcast, bi-weekly during the season. We are a proud member of the Pigskin Podcast Network. We'll cover other SoCal sports items of interest, but we're mostly about your Los Angeles Rams. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Welcome, Ram fans, to episode 60 of Rams Up. As you know, the Rams game postponed until Tuesday night, so you'll hear from us again on Wednesday morning. But what a great day, considering the Rams didn't play on Sunday. The Lions defeat the Cardinals 30-12. Jared Goff stepping it up, throws three TD passes, and he's missing his favorite target in that game, TJ Hawkinson, ex-Ram Josh Reynolds, and USC alumni Amon Ross St. Brown, both scoring TDs. So it's official. I am declaring Monday the inaugural Jared Goff Day here in Los Angeles. Might actually be the last one as well. But Jared Goff, salute to you. Tom Brady helping out his old team last week, beating the Bills. Jared does the favor for the Rams, knocking off the Cardinals. You know, I heard somewhere on a podcast, I forget where, saying the Rams had a slim chance of winning their division. Some people, I'm telling you. But my, how things have changed. Rams have a real shot here now. Need to win three of four, possibly even win out. But looking a lot more likely with the Cardinals losing to the Lions. And I have to tell you, I watched most of that Cardinal-Lion game, and the Cardinals looked very average to me, very beatable. A little bit in disarray, no J.J. Watt, no DeAndre Hopkins. They are not playing their best football right now, that's for sure. If the Rams take care of Seattle, they will be in a dead heat with the Cardinals, both 10-4. and 4. Cardinals still have the edge as far as divisional record. Rams have the edge as far as conference record. Next week, the Cardinals host the Red Hot Colts, and then they're at the Cowboys, and then they finish up at home against the Seahawks. Rams... After the Tuesday night game, at the Vikings, at the Ravens, and then home against the Niners. So, I'm telling ya, I'm saying, there is a chance. Rams gotta take care of business, though. We're gonna get through the COVID situation before we get to some SoCal news, followed by our loop around the league. Very difficult to keep track of all of this. I I can tell you this. Cleared for the Rams are Jalen Ramsey, OBJ, Daryl Henderson, Bryson Hopkins, Dante Dion, Justin Hollins, and Alaric Jackson. Also of note, the Rams are activating Treven Howard and Jake Funk. They're both expected back for Tuesday night. Howard will provide some depth along the linebacker ranks. And Jake Funk, our running back situation has been a little dicey all year, having Funk back will help end both of those guys, big-time contributors on special teams. So what do I know about this list of Rams out? Uh, I'm getting various numbers, 22 and 23. I'm not going to get into the long list because by the time you hear this, it probably will have changed. I'll tell you who the key guys are that I'm concerned about. Right now, Joseph Noteboom and Rob Havenstein are out. So right now we have our first and second string right tackle and Bobby Evans as well. So our offensive line, there's some concerns there. And I'm also concerned by the fact that Jordan Fuller is out. 
He is a rock on that back end. And he's also the signal caller. So hopefully he will get cleared before Tuesday night in one of these offensive tackles. And then Tyler Higby and Vaughn Miller. Higby was on the list, off the list, and back on. Vaughn Miller is on it as well. So we're missing our starting tight end. Vaughn Miller, as dynamic a player as he is, I'm not overly concerned about his absence, but if you're going to tell me what three guys I want back, I want one of those offensive tackles, I want Jordan Fuller, and I want Vaughn Miller. Tyler Higby would be nice too. But Jalen Ramsey will be back. OBJ, Daryl Henderson, Bryson Hopkins, Dante Dion, Justin Hollins, and Alaric Jackson. Looking a little bit better at that cornerback spot as well as wide receiver, that's for sure. Seahawks have their own issues. Tyler Lockett, Alex Collins, both out. Defensive end Kerry Hyder and cornerback DJ Reed. DK Metcalf has been banged up. Having ankle issues, not sure if he's going to be able to go. If Lockett and Metcalf are out, forget about the Rams' troubles. Seahawks have a real problem at that wide receiver position. Russ is going to be in trouble. That's the COVID situation as best as I can capture it at this time. Like I said, it's probably already changed. Rams have some issues. Nothing that can't be overcome. Hopefully some of these guys will get cleared. But I think the Rams are really finding their groove right now. And even with some of these guys out, they're going to find a way to win. They'll handle Seattle Tuesday night and improve to 10-4. and Next up, we're going to do a spin around SoCal Sports. Lakers, USC football, UCLA basketball, some other things. And then our loop around the league. Football fans, I'm sure we all love action-packed, high-scoring NFL games. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score... You score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Well, never a better time than this episode to get caught up on everything in SoCal sports that is not the Los Angeles Rams. So we'll take care of that. Touch on a bunch of things here. The inaugural Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl Saturday. Attendance just under 30,000. Utah State defeating Oregon State 24-13. to That sounds like a small crowd, but about what I would expect. I don't think Jimmy should be overly disappointed in that number. A little unlucky Utah State and Oregon State being the invitees. I think, uh, like I mentioned recently, San Diego State versus one of the California Pac-12 teams probably would have drawn much better, even maybe one of the Arizona teams. USC football update. Man, 
Lincoln Riley recruiting really getting underway here. 2022 recruits, Damani Jackson, the five-star cornerback out of modern day, had shown interest in Alabama. He's staying home. He's the number one recruit in the state, number seven nationally, the number two cornerback in the country. And Raleigh Brown, the modern day running back, five-star guy, number 34 nationally, number two running back. Check out his highlights. Raleigh Brown, modern day. Some will say he's got a little bit of Reggie Bush in him. I say maybe a little bit of Barry Sanders. Very exciting running back. 5'8", 185, but man, lightning in a bottle. And how about Travis Hunter, the number one recruit in the country, dumping Florida State for Jackson State, Deion Sanders School. A bit of a coup there. Now, remember... Deion Sanders works for Barstool Sports, and Travis Hunter has signed a name-image-likeness contract with Barstool Sports. So this is the new wave in college athletics. We're going to be seeing more of this where guys are destined for the NBA or NFL sooner rather than later. Sign with these smaller schools if the money's there. College basketball, North Carolina versus UCLA and Las Vegas was canceled due to some COVID issues with the Bruins. The Pac-12 currently has three teams in the AP Top 10 for the first time in four-plus years. Those three schools would be UCLA, Arizona, and USC. The only loss between those three teams is that UCLA lost to Gonzaga. It's going to be fun. December 30th, January 1st, the Arizona schools visit the LA schools, so Arizona, tough road trip, playing USC and UCLA. We're going to learn a lot about these three teams real soon. Haven't talked about the Lakers in a while. 16 and 14, 6 in the West. They have the Bulls Sunday night. That game's probably over by the time you hear this. The big three, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, averaging 26, 23, and 19 points per game, respectively. LeBron James has missed 12 games. Carmelo Anthony and Avery Bradley both averaging 40% from the three-point line. And hey, I'm going to give myself a pat on the back here. A couple of months ago, I talked about this undrafted guy the Lakers had, Austin Reeves, known affectionately as Hillbilly Kobe HBK. And this guy is getting it done. He's going to start seeing a lot more minutes. He had the game winner in overtime against Dallas recently. Big things ahead for Austin Reeves. So much fun to watch him play. Anthony Davis out at least four weeks, though, with an MCL injury. And he's been okay. You know, his his stats, respectable. 24 points, 10 rebounds a game with about two blocks as well. But still, got to feel a little disappointed in what he has contributed overall. He needs to be more of a 35 and 15 guy. He needs to dominate. And this year, it looks like his mid-range shot has suffered. So I don't know. You know, when he comes back, I'll say it again, he just needs to take it up to another level, another gear. If he played basketball with the same attitude as Russell Westbrook, be the greatest player in the history of mankind, perhaps. Just not producing game in and game out like you'd hope from a guy with his amount of talent. And Westbrook, early on, he was a little disappointing. Too much of a roller coaster. You know, it's still a roller coaster with him, but he's improved. And now with Anthony Davis out at least four weeks, 
This is exactly what they got Westbrook for. Let's see if he can step it up and play a more prominent role. He'll have to with Anthony Davis out. And I was talking to my Laker insider about this. And you know what we'd really like to see from the Lakers, especially in crunch time? We'd like to see LeBron move to the five, especially against teams that do not have strong centers. Again, in crunch time, put LeBron at the five, Westbrook at the one, Avery Bradley at the number two, Horton Tucker at three, and Ariza when he gets back at the four, and until he gets back, Carmelo, or just rotate those two guys at the four. That lineup would be so much fun. They'll get hurt on the glass, and you can't do it against a team with a good center, but it would open things up so much for LeBron and Russell and Ariza. Because what else are you going to do? You know, you're going to put DeAndre Jordan or Dwight Howard at the five. Those guys going to get extra minutes now? I don't know. I mean, you're going to have to play those guys to some degree. But in crunch time, put LeBron at the five. And then he moves out of the paint. So does their center. Opens things up for Westbrook and Ariza. Love to see that. It might even force the opposition to take out their center if you put LeBron at the five. So we'll see how that goes. But but right now, the bigger issue, COVID is a bigger problem in the NBA than it is in the NFL. And by the time we get to that Christmas Day slate, hey, Lakers, Nets, that could be three versus three half court. We're really looking forward to that game. But it's not going to be as attractive with Anthony Davis out. And it could be even less attractive if this COVID surge continues. I rarely talk about the NHL, but real quickly, I checked the standings. Hey, the Anaheim Ducks are in first place in the Pacific Division. It seems like it's been a few years since the Kings or Ducks have made any noise, so I have to keep an eye on them. We'll check in on them occasionally. Looks like they're a playoff team at least. We'll get into our loop around the league in a second. loop around the league. We're going to start with that Thursday night game. That was a doozy. Chiefs 34, Chargers 28 in overtime. A lot of people bang in on Brandon Staley. I'm not going to. They just need to execute. If you missed it, they turned the ball over on downs three times. Passed on the field goals that, in retrospect, probably would have won the game for them. Of course, you don't know that at the time, right? You're trying to put away a divisional opponent, a divisional opponent with a scary offense, and it didn't work out. But I think it's hilarious to see all these fans and media personalities banging on Brandon Staley, who I think is one of the best football minds in the NFL. Leave the guy alone. He knows what he's doing. It didn't work out this time. It probably will next time. Mahomes threw for 410 yards in that game. Travis Kelsey, 191 yards and two TDs, including the game winner in overtime. Tyreek Hill, 148 yards receiving in a TD. And again, Chargers never got the ball in overtime. Chiefs got it, went 75 yards on five plays. Kelsey's catch and run, ending the game. And surprise, surprise, the Kansas City Chiefs suddenly looked like the most likely Super Bowl entry from the AFC. Saturday, Colts 27, Patriots 17. That was my pick. I thought the Colts would win this game, and they did. 
big play of the game came in the first quarter when the Colts blocked a Patriots punt and recovered it in the end zone to go up 14-0. Patriots managed to close 20-17 late in the fourth quarter, but then my favorite non-ram player, Jonathan Taylor, busted a 67-yard TD run to put it away. I got Taylor on my fantasy team. It's a playoff game this week, and I was not feeling good about things until that run. I'm telling you, the Colts right now, they might be the second or third best team in the AFC right now. And Mac Jones, please don't tell me he's the offensive rookie of the year. He is not. Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Creed Humphrey, Rashawn Slater, one of those four, please. I mean, Rashawn Slater could be an all-pro left tackle and not win offensive rookie of the year. Are you kidding me? Mac Jones should not be on that list. Sunday morning games, Steelers 19, Titans 16. Titans not playing Titans football. Four turnovers. Big fourth down stop late in the game. Preserved the win for the Steelers. Cowboys 21, Giants 6. I'm kind of bored just looking at that score, to be honest. Demarcus Lawrence had a big day. And Trevon Diggs, his league-leading 10th interception. Bills 31, Panthers 14, Cam Newton continues to struggle. 18 for 38 for 156 yards. Bills now with a big showdown with the Patriots next week. Try to avenge that loss a couple weeks ago. Dolphins 31, Jets 24. Dolphins improved to 7-7 with their sixth straight win. Duke Johnson, yes, Duke Johnson, 107 yards and two TDs. The Jets had actually tied it up on a pick six, but Tua responded, let his team down for the game-winning touchdown with 337 left. Texans 30, Jags 16. I was confused from the get-go why the Jags were favored in this one. I see the Texans as the better team, and they proved me right. Our old friend Brandon Cooks had 102 yards and two TDs. Big day for ex-Rams, Goff, Josh Reynolds, Brandon Cooks. Texans had a kick return for a touchdown that helped their cause immensely. I covered the Lions 30-12 win over the Cardinals at the top of the segment. I won't rehash that here. Afternoon games, Packers 31, Ravens 30. Tyler Huntley proving to be an able replacement for Lamar Jackson. Ravens went for two once again to win the game. And once again, they could not get it to their tight end. Looked like they had a guy running free across the end zone. So the Packers hang on for the win there. Niners 31, Falcons 13. Niners continue to roll aside from that hiccup in Seattle. Still entrenched as the number two wild card in the NFC. Very balanced effort by the Niners. They looked really good. Falcons recovered a fumble on the opening kickoff at the Niners 14. And after a first and goal... At the 9-1, turn the ball over on downs. Kind of set the tone for the whole game there. Niners get a very hungry Titans team next week. That should be a fun one. Bengals 15, Broncos 10. Zach Taylor and the Bengals trying to scratch and claw their way into the playoffs. They improved to 8-6. and six. Bengals have a shot. Broncos probably not. Teddy Bridgewater got knocked out of that game. Drew Luck had to finish for him. Bengals have the Ravens, Chiefs, and Browns left on their schedule. And Sunday night, the Saints' D does a number on Tom. 9 to nothing Saints in Tampa Bay. In the Bucks' defense, Fournette, Evans, and Godwin all left the game with injuries, but still 
that was pretty masterful by the Saints defense. Tom getting a little testy at the end of the game there. Clearly extremely frustrated. These two teams never know what's going to happen. So what does that all mean? Well, right now the Packers retain that number one seed. Cowboys are number two ahead of the Bucks. Bucks are three and Cardinals are four, followed by the three wild cards, Rams, Niners, and Saints. But you know what? The Rams could easily jump into that number four seed if they win the division. And if that happens, very possible they'll jump over the Bucks because they did beat the Bucks head to head. That could mean they'd end up being a three seed. So who knows? Three, four, or five. Lots of different teams. They could be matched up in that first round. Cardinals, Niners, Saints, Washington football team. Could still possibly be Dallas. A lot to find out over these next few weeks. It's going to be exciting. That's going to do it for this episode. We'll be back Wednesday morning with a recap of the Rams-Seahawks game. You can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. You can visit our website at laramsup.com. And don't forget to subscribe and give us that five-star rating. It's really appreciated. And remember, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of bensound.com and the YouTube royalty-free music audio library, Crimson Fly by Hama Hama.